Welcome everyone to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, aka Darcy, and with me is Texas's most wanted, Isaac Campos. Isaac, how you doing, man? Good, man. Um, I start working next week. Monday will be my first day. Whoop, whoop. Uh, they sent me, you know, they told me they were going to send me some equipment, and I was just thinking, oh, they'll send me a laptop or something, maybe a mouse. They sent me a laptop and two extra monitors and then a bunch of peripherals and i don't have the space where my normal <laughs> where like my normal desk is at so i pretty much spent the entire morning setting up a new area for my workspace mm. and i got to get a long ethernet cable oh uh, because i do have to be hardwired and my modem is in my current desk so i mean yeah but i'm excited you know i got a work office now i guess and now i got my my gaming computer in in separately because they used to be the same right i just get off work Close all my work programs and then I boot up Destiny. That's how I used to, you know, that's how I used to do it. But now, you know, I got to get up and go to another room. Now you got to so. slide the chair back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you're not going to, you you weren't able to do the monitors on monitors that we talked about last episode. I just, I just have no room because it also involves the laptop, you know? Yeah. Oh man, we did talk about that last episode. I should have done it. Just, just took a picture and sent it to you. Yeah. It's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. No, I'm glad that you're uh, coming back and uh, I hear you on the long ethernet cord uh, at this house uh, that we're living in. Um, the modem box is actually in a closet. And so I have to had to like run this long wire to get it into the room where my uh, the computer is, and I bought some like floor uh, wire coverings to to make it look nicer. So I I, I feel you on having to do that work to to make it happen, but uh, it looks good once you kind of put the effort into it. I I will say, not as easy yeah, of course yeah. being in the same room, but. <laughs> no well what i'm planning is i'm just while i'm working i'm just gonna have this wire across you know the hallway and then <laughs> when i'm done working i'll just unplug it and then put it in this place but um I, i'll make it work yeah you're going the, you're going the lazy route i see it I yeah see it. <laughs> yeah uh well you know you got new equipment i got new equipment uh nice. my new monitor is sitting next oh. to me i haven't got it set up yet it, it got delivered right as i was uh coming off of work and with us having the the podcast to record i uh, haven't had time to set it up but once we're done recording i'm gonna take zyra out on a walk i'm gonna come back set that monitor up and uh yeah i haven't decided yet how i'm gonna do it because currently uh I, I play on my two screens i play like my pc games on my right screen which is kind of almost uh like level with my eyes i mean both screens are the same exact height but i play with my right screen and then on my left screen i have an hdmi switcher connected to it and i use that to flip to like my playstation or like any of my consoles my nintendo switch and i have it through in that screen and this is where I also, when I do like streaming of consoles, I have my Elgato um, plugged in to plug into this switcher as well. Uh, but of course, the new monitor has 170 hertz, so it's 170 FPS. And nice. I'm going to want to play my PC games on it, but I also am going to want to use my PlayStation 5 on this <laughs> screen too. So I haven't decided if I'm going to just switch all my games now to this left monitor and replace this left one or if i'm going to 
put the HDMI switcher on the right monitor and put the new monitor there. So I haven't decided yet. Hopefully when right. I do my walk and I do my, you know, life thinking on my walk, right. uh, I'll, I'll come to an epiphany in what I want to do. Listen, man, it's all about frames. So hook everything up to there. The other day we were playing a game. We were playing some games and you dropped this bomb on me because I've known you. <laughs> I've known you for, I don't know, maybe five, six years now. And, you know, I've always known you to play some games on PC. So I just assumed you had a great monitor. But <laughs> you've been, you told me that you've been playing on a 60 hertz monitor this entire time with a 20. And you have a 2080. I do have a 2080. A 2080. And I do play, I did have 60 hertz monitors <laughs> until today. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. But, you know, I guess better late than never. So, yeah. You know, you know, like I told you before. When you when you have a, a significant other in your life, you have to come to a, a joint decision on buying new things. And let's just say, you know, I was always all in on let's get a new monitor, but I didn't have apparently the convincing skills until late to convince the other uh, <laughs> to saying, join look, me look, in look, that look, decision. Look, look. Look, look, yeah, when you put your wife on, on the computer when you get your new monitor, and then look, look, see, this is what I was missing the last <laughs> five years, 144 frames or 170 frames, whatever you got. Yeah. This, and she'll understand. You know, she'll know she was wrong. <laughs> All right. I will. Uh, she's going to be listening to this podcast, so she's going to learn bring it. about that when, uh, when the time comes. So uh, thank you guys all for tuning in to this episode of the One More Game Podcast. This is a podcast to keep you guys informed on all video game news you need to know about. Whether it's PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, Dreamcast, or uh, Sega Genesis. If it has any kind of news that we think you need to know about, you will need to know about it, and we will bring it to you. If you guys enjoy listening to the show, make sure you hit the follow button or the subscribe button, depending on the podcast services you are listening to this on. And if your podcast services allows for reviews, please leave a five-star review and tell people why you love the One More Game podcast so more people can come to this. If you have a question that you want to be featured on the show, please email pressstartgaming28 at gmail.com. That is pressstartgaming28 at gmail.com with the subject line question for the show, and we will include it or try to include it at least in an upcoming episode. Again, uh, this is done on a lot of podcast services like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So again, please hit those follow buttons, hit the subscribe buttons, and consider sharing it with a friend so they can learn more about the one more game podcast but if you guys are returning to this podcast you know we start every single podcast talking about what we've been playing lately so isaac as always what have you been playing lately um the main thing i played was more breath of the wild um i did a few more shrines all right so you're for sure up you're for sure past me (laughs) oh yeah yeah i'm i think i think i was for sure that i passed you last episode but yeah uh, I've done, I think, three more shrines. I, I, like I said, I didn't play a lot of Breath of the Wild, but I, pl- I did play, I don't know, three, three four hours. Um, and yeah, they're, they're getting more complex. Like, I I guess I thought, I mean, it, it just seemed like the first few shrines were tutorials on, on how to use your, your abilities and stuff. Um, the world is just fantastic. It's beautiful. Um, the, I, I also like the, I guess, like the physics engine, how certain things work. And you can do like certain like you like for example you can like your you have like a, a stasis ability that you just kind of freeze things in time mm-hmm. and then you can hit it 
with your sword or whatever your melee weapon is and it'll launch it in, when the timer is done of it being you know not in stasis it'll launch in that direction based on how hard, how hard you hit it and there's a bunch of things like that um that you can do in the game that, that that's a lot of fun but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it and the other things i've been playing i mean we played a few games together we played siege valorant and splitgate this week um Oh yeah, we I did mean, play Splitgate this week. Yeah, well, I think it was like Saturday. Okay. Yeah, yeah maybe. it was a while ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, shooting games are always fun. Like team competitive-based shooter games are always fun with friends. We had, an, an, you know, some of these we had another group of friends playing with us. Um, Valorant was kind of a, a slap. <laughs> I knew it was going to be bad for all of us. I, I, you know, but it's just it's just a different type of game right when you're used to movement you know being able to move like something like if you play apex a lot right or i play destiny a lot and or even know, siege like you were saying or even yeah like yeah siege siege is more slowed down than you know apex and, and destiny but that you're 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 able to move more than in valor and in like i said in destiny you know momentum is a thing in that game you can like there's a lot of things you can do in that game like you fly around and stuff so then switching to Valorant, where the game encourages you to stand still, you know, it's a it's a slap in the face with, you know, just it's just hard. And I knew it was going to be after us, but, you know, I still had fun. I don't know about the rest of our friends. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I had fun playing. Yeah, I, had... I don't I don't think. I don't think we're gonna see them on Valorant again. But... I, I had fun too. I thought I thought it were good, but there was definitely uh, a lot of <laughs> me being like, "Stop moving! <laughs> Stop moving! Shoot!" Middle of gunfights. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but other than that, that, that you know, that's that's about. Oh, I guess we could talk a little bit more split game. I mean, it's just a fun game, right? You you can just the ways you can outplay your opponent is just so satisfying. And I mean, like I said, I think we talked about it last week. It, it's it feels a lot like Halo in terms of movement and shooting and stuff. Um, so, I mean, yeah, check that game out, too. Yeah, and the thing that's good with Splitgate, like now, I should say, is they are still steadily increasing uh, server capacity. So more people are being able to get in and the queue times are going down. Uh, I know, for instance, like on, if, you, if you're right, it was Saturday, uh, they had tweeted out that there was no queue time. And so I was like, let's play. And I mean, the queue time, what was it like a minute, which is not bad yeah. compared to the 40, 30 minutes that we were having before. I forgot about that. Yeah, because when I came in last week, I was like, I finally got into Splitgate after a 30 minute wait or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, now queue times are a lot better. Yeah, the queue times are better. So it's it's definitely one that's better for you to jump in now and have a blast with. And yeah, I think we did good on that one. We had a, you know, some good, good matches on split gate. We obviously had some uh, good and great matches on siege Valorant. Like you said, uh, I don't know if we're going to see our friends on that one, but uh, that was definitely uh, a little rough uh, for myself though. I finally beat Scarlet Nexus, at least through one of the characters playthroughs, Yuido and, uh, it was good. I, 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 if I'm going to give it a letter grade, which I am thinking about writing an article on Scarlet Nexus now that I finished it for the website, but I would give it an eight. I thought it was great. I kept talking about the, the combat. I still think the combat is great and it is very rewarding when you really 
sync up the moves with your teammates and using their abilities because it uses this system called SAS where essentially like you borrow um, skills from your your teammates in, in your in your own use so for instance there's a character her name is Hanabi and she has like a uh, fire abilities and so when you use SAS it now it gives your your sword attacks um, a fire attack so you know you use those things and when you really figure out like a great combo to connect together that it just feels very very rewarding and feels like again like you can just straight dominate anything the ending I kind of saw it coming from a mile away, at least this first playthrough. The way that my friend, I've talked about him before on the podcast, who's beaten it and platinum the game, it sounds like there is a different ending when you beat it with the other character to kind of give it more of a finality compared to just the one playthrough. And I still do plan to play the second, uh, second playthrough. It's going to take me a little bit longer because, of course, now I'm not going to be focusing on Scarlet Nexus. But... The first ending, I kind of saw it coming. There were still some some uh, twists and turns that I wasn't quite expecting, but it kind of left me going, okay, like, I kind of saw that coming, but I just, it didn't feel as satisfying as I was hoping it to be. So I'm hoping I get that better, more satisfied feeling playing the second one, but I do got to give a shout out to Scarlet Nexus's final boss, in that game it is very well done uh in my opinion it is similar in nature to like almost like a dark souls boss that you would fight or you know when you get to the final boss of a final fantasy character and there's just different stages and and how the manifestation of the boss looks it was on point really enjoyed that artistic style of that final boss and very well done I just can't say it enough. Uh, I And then after I finished it, I went and turned on uh, Returnal, trying to return back to Returnal. Nice. And nice. boy, am I rough now. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm real rough on that one. Yeah, that's that's one of those games that looks like, similar to Souls game, at least for me, like if I'd step away from a Souls-like game uh, and for like a week or two and I come back and it's like, I'm so bad at this game. How did I even get to this point? That seems like what that type of game is. Yeah, that's where I was feeling last night. I I I f- kept dying so many times, and and it was and it was one of those things where it's not even like I I think it's like what you're kind of alluding to. It wasn't like oh I forgot what button does what. It's more so just my reaction time to the environments around me have dissipated because I'm not in that mode anymore. Um, so. I kind of was having a hard think, like thought process last night that I, I may not actually beat Returnal because I don't know if I want to dedicate the time to get back to where I was beforehand. And so it's kind of upsetting. I hope that I do. I, I, I still think that I am going to beat Returnal. I just feel like with some of my backlog that I do want to play because we have, you know, tail end of this year, we're going to have some some quality games that are going to be released that I of course am going to want to jump on I don't know if I want to dedicate that time to Returnal or if I want to dedicate that time to some of these other games that I picked up to play so we'll see but uh, yeah Scarlet Nexus I do still think that it is a worthwhile purchase and you guys should consider going to get it but 
We've been talking about what we've been playing so long, and let's get to our gaming catalog because we do have quite a bit to go through. We're going to be talking about Dead Space possibly launching next year. Uh, an update to the Activision Blizzard lawsuits, which is that there are been there have been more Blizzard employees that have been let go. Xbox releasing their details on GamesCon, and South Park is getting a lot of content in the coming years. That's all coming up on the gaming catalog, but we're going to go to our main story, which actually came out not too long ago, and that's why I kind of left it off, so that way we can build the anticipation. But Grand Theft Auto Remastered Trilogy appears to be real, and it's possibly coming to the Nintendo Switch. We're going to Kotaku for this article. This is written by Zach Swizen, and I hope I said that right, but it is titled, The GTA Remaster Trilogy Appears to Be Real and Coming to Switch. Uh, after months of rumors and speculation, Kotaku has learned from sources. Now, Rockstar Games may be remastering three classic Grand Theft Auto games. Currently, it appears these games will be released later this fall for a multitude of platforms, including the portable Nintendo Switch. For the past year, rumors have swirled on Twitter, Reddit, and various message boards that Rockstars is working on remakes of the or remasters of classic PS2-era Grand Theft Auto titles. These titles, of course, include Grand Theft Auto 3 Liberty uh, City, uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Now, these rumors only grew in popularity as Rockstar's parent company, Take-Two Interactive, used DMCA takedowns to remove classic GTA mods from the internet while announcing that the publisher had three remastered games in development. While Kotaku can't confirm what all of those teased remastered titles specifically are, we can confirm via corroborating details from three sources that GTA remasters are currently in the final stages of development. Now, according to these resources, I'm going to just read it down here, Rockstar is actively developing remastered versions of, as I said, Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. All three of these games are being remastered using Unreal Engine and will be a mix of new and old graphics. One source who claims to have seen a snippet of the game in action said that the visuals reminded them of a heavily modded version of a classic GTA title. The UI for the games are being updated too, but will retain some of the same classic style. No details were shared about the gameplay, but Kotaku had be has been told these remastered titles are trying to stay true to the PS2 era GTA games as much as possible uh there's a lot more that goes into details on this but isaac i'm going to turn it over to you how excited are you for a gta remaster trilogy of these three and then also on that same point the fact that take two is trying to stay true to the ps2 era of these games as much as possible i'm super excited I, I love all three of these games you know gta 3 is the first of uh it's like the first of what gta is now right because like gta 1 and 2 were like a top-down yeah. kind of view um but i do think its successors were were better my personal favorite is san andreas and it's probably it, it's between that and san andreas and five are like my all-time favorite gtas mm. um so i'm really excited about that i wish it would have been a remake Something like, you know, something like, like the Final Final, blah, Final Fantasy 7, uh, uh, like how they did it. But, you know, I, I know that cost a lot more money and 2K doesn't probably want to invest that much into it, especially for three games. But yeah, I mean, this is great. Um, it, the, the part that it comes to the Switch, I mean, yeah, I mean, aren't, aren't these games in on phone already? 
I feel like these games are on mobile already. You know what? Obviously not the remastered or with the upgraded textures and stuff. So I mean, I'm I'm sure it'll run fine on the Switch. Um, it'll have slightly upgraded textures from well, not slightly. It'll have significant upgraded textures from from the PS2. But I'm sure the Switch will run it fine. That's not my preferred platform for these for these type of games. I'm probably getting it on PC. But yeah, I'm super excited. I uh, hope this is true. I hope it's real, and I'll be definitely picking it up. Uh, looking it up real quick right now, and I see Vice City and Grand Theft Auto Three. I don't, you know, I'm. I'm here, but yeah, that sounds right. I don't think San Andreas. I don't think I ever saw San Andreas on, okay. on mobile. Yeah, I was like, I'm not quite seeing San Andreas, but oh no, San Andreas is here. Oh, okay. So all three are there. So yeah, uh, I was a, I'm a little surprised about the Switch edition. I it it makes sense because Switch or Nintendo, I should say, it has been releasing more of these games that aren't, um, you know, Nintendo kind of was known, especially in the Wii U era, especially of like n- either toning down games. To be that were going to be released on their system, or just outright not releasing some of these more adult-themed games for their console, and Switch has kind of flipped the script on that in in recent time. But I, I'm still just a little surprised that Grand Theft Auto is going to be on Switch for that yeah, reason. That, that, yeah, um, that's a fair point. Uh, but I I'm right there with you. I loved uh, these Grand Theft Autos. I mean, technically speaking, I loved Grand Theft Auto One and two, and three, Vice City, San Andreas. Uh, five is a little interesting, uh, only, or no, I shouldn't say five. Um, five actually, yeah, now that I think of it, for some reason my mind was thinking of Grand Theft Auto 4. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5, I, I agree with you. I loved Grand Theft Auto 5, but I never picked it up on uh, the uh, PlayStation 4 or Xbox One because I had bought it when it first came out on uh, on PS3 and beat it. And I just never saw, for me myself, the appeal of going back to get the PlayStation 4 version for online. I know that online is uh, great and turned out to be very well done and, of course, is a money-making machine for Rockstar uh, games right now. And a lot of people really enjoy it. But for myself, I just never felt the need to go back to it. I know that at some point, I don't know when it is, but... Uh, Grand Theft Auto Online is releasing by itself as a PlayStation Plus game when it does come out because that was announced at the PlayStation event. So when that happens, I will play Grand Theft Auto Online. But I am totally digging this. I do find it a little weird with the uh, trying to stick true to the PS2 era as much as possible. I really wonder what that means because, you know, I was actually having this same conversation with a coworker earlier today about when it comes to remasters and, and remakes of games that have been of old. You know, my coworker was saying how he doesn't like them. He doesn't really like a lot of remasters because he just feels like they were great at that time, but when he plays them now, they're just too clunky and too don't feel right. And 
I disagree. Like I told him, I, I really enjoy remasters. I still have. I've touted it, I think, on not our most recent episode, but the episode before about how uh, when Xbox said that they look at some of these um, numbers from Game Pass in investing in one of those older titles or remastering an older title, that I think that's awesome because the idea of what could a remaster look like or what could a game of an older era look like in today's technology is amazing to me. And remasters, I know, are not remakes like you talked about with Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's a total remake and overhaul of the game. But still, remasters can be very well done and, in my opinion, a great way to dive back into a game that maybe was before your time or just wasn't a lot, you know, you weren't able to play because you were limited in funds, you know, trying to play the games that were releasing. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see it, but I just hope that it's not sticking as true to the PS2 era of these games where they do feel clunky. Because I could see, especially with Grand Theft Auto 3, because uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 had a lot of limitations because it came out, again, so early in the PlayStation 2 cycle. And the reason Vice City is so well-beloved, and as you said, San Andreas also equally so well-beloved, is because it took what Grand Theft Auto 3 did really well and made it better and like picked it up and made, improved it. And Grand Theft Auto 3 could very well be an amazing game, because it is, but the the improvements from on Vice City and San Andreas is why those outshine. So I hope that it's not to the point where we get this remaster, if it is indeed true, because again, this is a report, um, that it's not so true to those games that it feels like we're playing a, a prettier-looking PS2 game <laughs> in today's time, because oh. that could be very clunky feeling. Right. I think they will brush it up a little bit, but it, that ultimately it's going to feel old because I remember when I played Uncharted, uh, the uh, what was it called? The Drake, Drake Collection? The Nathan what? Drake Collection. Nathan Drake Collection. And I, and I was playing, you know, the um, the first one and it just I was like, oh, this, this game feels old. And recently I booted up. Uh, I bought the Mass Effect Legendary Edition mm -hmm. and I, I played like five minutes of it. And I booted up the first Mass Effect, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this feels old." But I mean, it's a two thousand what two thousand six game, mm -hmm. so I, I think you are gonna get that a little bit here. Um, they they yeah, like I said, they they might brush it up a little bit. It's not gonna be as bad, but it, it, it it's it's gonna feel that way. Also, the world is probably gonna feel tiny. Like oh, when yeah. I think about GTA Five right now, it's huge. But in my mind, I haven't played GTA Three or any of these games since since the PS Two. In my mind right now, I'm like, oh. Those worlds was, were as big, if almost as big as GTA Five, and I bet they're like a third of that size. They're gonna feel tiny. These games, if it's just a remaster, they are gonna feel old. But it, you know, I, I'm fine with that. I, I I guess let me elaborate real quick before I uh, go into it. Is I, I definitely think they're still gonna feel old, right? It's just I guess what I'm trying to say is, especially looking at Grand Theft Auto Three. Hopefully what they do is they up it to the point that we had in San Andreas or Vice City because Grand Theft Auto 3 really is going to feel old. If, right. it can at, if it can at least match like what you have with Vice City or San Andreas, then I think the experience, the overall experience, especially with 
Grand Theft Auto 3 will feel better and be more enjoyable. But you're right. It's not a remake. Again, it's not, you know, Final Fantasy 7. Uh, the other thing I will say is I'm right there with you. When I think about some of these games, I'm like, man, these maps were huge. And I, I don't think it's going to be as small as you said it is because um, I feel like they're still big enough that we will get those experiences that a la like Grand Theft Auto V, but it's definitely not going to be of that size. Now, if memory serves me correctly, especially Grand Theft Auto Three, Grand Theft Auto Three had four sections that you had to unlock as you progressed. And, you know, for instance, like the one I remember is there's like a, a, a big bridge that connects you to another one. And I remember trying to use cheat codes to fly across the bridge before it was completed to get to those islands and it wouldn't right. work um that grand theft auto 3 is definitely going to be a lot smaller but if i remember correctly vice city is really large um and i thought i remember san andreas having to be a tad bit smaller than vice city because they added more details in like certain settings but i could be wrong um i think it's the other way around i think you think san so? andreas is i think san andreas is bigger than vice city was it? I thought it was. I thought it was. Vice City was a little bit bigger because they didn't like. Essentially, they. I guess the thought process that I, I, if I remember correctly, is that they just made Vice City really large, and then basically when they made San Andreas, they were like, okay, let's tone it back a little bit, but let's put more details in these towns. Maybe in. So I could be flipped. Maybe it is what you're saying. It's the opposite. Yeah, you you might be right. This is just purely off of memory. Yeah, so this is know. yeah. I'm right there with you. This is purely off yeah. of memory. Um, I guess my one thing I do uh want to ask is, what would be a great price point for you for this? If it is a a collected trilogy of the three, and it is more of a remake, staying true to the PS2 era, what would be that price point to make you go, I'm buying it day one. I mean, about thirty dollars, but this is two K. <laughs> thirty dollars. You know, this is about this is two K. So this is gonna be a full fledged sixty dollars, if not seventy. You think so? I think so. I don't know, man. I, I think, I definitely think it's gonna be way more. Th- I think it. I shouldn't say way more. I think it's definitely gonna be more than thirty dollars. There's no way they're putting a remake effort into this Minimum, thing to be it's like gonna thirty. Be- Minimum, it's going to be $40, but this is take two, man. I think 50 I think it's 50 or 60 Okay. I think just it's because 60. it, I think it's 50 or 60 just because of the fact that it's a remaster, not a remake. And I, and again, I feel like with, even with these titles coming out and you're going to have a lot of people buy it, where is take two putting most of their efforts or Rockstar Games putting most of their effort? into Grand Theft Auto Online, into Red Dead Online, because that's just, you know, money printing for them. So I feel like they'll, like, you know, do something where it's like, oh, get the... You know, the one way they could do that, $70, is it could be, oh, buy this trilogy, and you'll get a Game Shark, you know, card of a million dollars for Grand Theft Auto Online. I could see them pulling something like that. And then, like... Yeah. And then just, yeah. you know more people to be like oh let me buy that and go play some more grand theft auto online i'm saying 60 dollars right now boom all right yeah. all right so we'll put that we'll put that in but uh you know again could be coming out later this year one thing we know that's not coming out this year is dead space but it could be coming out 
next year. We are going to GamesBeat. This is Jeff Grubb. Dead Space will launch in late 2022 if development goes to plan. Electronic Arts is really making the Dead Space game that fans wanted. The game is going to simply be go by the name Dead Space. And as I previously reported in this instance, it's Jeff Grubb. Uh, that represents developer EA Motive's desire to remake the original game while also rebooting the franchise as a whole. And fans should get a chance to experience the results of those efforts when Dead Space launches in fall of 2022, according to sources familiar with development. Now, there's I'm not going to go into all of the, the details here. They, uh, Jeff Grubb did reach out to EA, uh, where they put out a statement saying, quote, We haven't shared a release date for the game, and we don't have any comments based on the current rumor and speculation, but we're glad people are excited for the game end quote uh but in in the end essentially ea wants to launch dead space during their fiscal year of 2023 uh so we're essentially not going to get any kind of inputs or ideas on what that will be until uh basically april likely of 2022 to figure out when this is going to be happening so isaac are you surprised that Dead Space could be launching in late 2022. Yes, because, uh, you know, I got another lock-in right here for you. It's not coming out 2022. It'll be 2023. <laughs> we haven't seen game. The only chance it comes out 2022 that I think it, had, it comes out 2022 is if we see gameplay at, you know, Gamescom or something. But I don't think it happens. You won't um, see it get, at this Gamescom. Well, you won't see it if it's if it's supposed to be yeah. in fiscal year 2023. Like I said, the earliest we will see things of it is going to be April 2022 because that'll that's starting fiscal year 2023. Yeah, no, yeah, and yeah, log it in for you know I'm gonna say March 2023. March 2023. Uh, that would still be within fiscal 2023. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I said it. Okay, but you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, well, EA Motive, take your time. I hope EA, you know, as the publisher, gives them the time that they need. Um, the fans, you know, this is a be very beloved franchise, and hopefully they get a polished game. I believe they will. You know, I, Motive is a, is a capable studio. And, you know, I hope it goes back to its roots of horror. You know, that's what, that's, that's what the fans seem to want. Um, but, yeah, 2023. I'm not worried about it because I'm not playing this game. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you're know. you're not playing it. No, I'm not playing this. It was, it was, it was terrifying. Yeah, it's too scary for uh for Isaac here, but uh one, I agree with you. I don't think it's coming out in late 2022. I do think like you said it's going to be probably in that March February era uh area, but I think it's more so just because we're still in the pandemic and especially with the Delta variant, I think that's going to have impact on development and getting this game out the door. Um, I think some companies are starting to not be realistic on that and think that, you know, things are improving a bunch. Like during the height of the pandemic, we had more companies being okay and understanding to delay their games. I think we're kind of getting to a point where people are starting to be like, all right, you know, we're we're through the pandemic or and we're going to be able to punch out these games. We're, we're still dealing with this. So I think that that's um, part of the factor. But I also just... If it is indeed as quick of a turnaround as this is, if this wasn't a pandemic world, then I could see it coming out in fall 2022. I know it's a totally different company, but I look at Resident Evil 2 when that was announced. You know, the Resident Evil 2 remake. It, it was announced in a year later or nine months later it released, and, and that turned out to be phenomenal. I think that Dead Space is going to be a great game. As you said, I think that EA Motive 
it has the pedigree to to put out a quality game like Dead Space and it being a remake I wonder how much it's going to borrow from the uh, the original game and how much of it are they going to take liberty with how it went and you know put in their own spices and twists to the game uh as a side note though of this story I do want to say there uh, if Many as of as many of you know, uh, there is a uh, reporter. He now works for Bloomberg called Jason Schreier. He writes books. He has a book out called Press Reset. I'm actually listening to the audiobook right now uh, of it, and he talks about Dead Space and the original studio, Visceral Games. And let me just say, man, I'm on that chapter. Like, or I just finished that chapter. The the story of Dead Space and its development team at Visceral is so sad that honestly, I really hope that this game succeeds, but I also worry that it still won't succeed to the point that EA wants it. Because a lot of people may not realize, and I'm only bringing this up because of this article, is you know Dead Space sold over a million copies for Dead Space 1, Dead Space 2, and Dead Space 3. Each one sold over a million copies. And for most companies, that's a success. But for EA, because it didn't exponentially grow from Dead Space 1 to Dead Space 2 and from Dead Space 2 to Dead Space 3, it was not enough. And that's why they shut it down. And Visceral Games ended up getting closed shortly after all this. So, like, I just, I worry in that regard that Dead Space could be a great game, but what does that mean to EA? <laughs> like could dead space be a yeah. dark spell for ea motive i worry about that because yeah. i and because i'm listening to this audiobook right now so yeah i think uh i think dead space will be fine it is it does have its i feel like it has enough fans you know i hear about dead space a lot i don't think this is a mirror's ed situation you know where uh they brought a few fans brought it back well Clint wanted it back and then ea brought mirror's edge 2 and it just completely failed and I, I, that franchise is there for sure now but mm. i think dead space has enough fans behind it um for, for it to succeed so i i don't think you have to worry too much i think that it has enough fans to bring it back it is more so what what is that number that ea actually sees this as being quote right. successful right because again right. selling a million copies in the first dead space was termed successful but then selling a million copies for dead space 2 was not and a million copies for dead space 3 was also not and right. that's my sequels sequels always have higher expectations and that's why right. i that's why i wonder i just wonder so again side side note because uh, it's just obviously I'm on that chapter of the book and we're talking about Dead Space, so I had to come out. Uh, but you you talked about it. I do want to ask you for yourself. They say they're going to have some more information on the game later this year. Um, if it If it is indeed going to come out late 2022, how much gameplay do you need to see to to change your mind? that it is coming in March 2023 to late 2022. How much gameplay do you need to see? How much gameplay? 
I mean, what do you mean? Like within the next like, month? If within the next month. I... Well, it says that there's going to be more. Uh, according to the article, it said that we are likely to hear more about the the game from the publisher later this year, by the end of this year. So I guess so like by my, the end of this year. It, to, if it's going to hit that late 2022 date, what do you, you already said, basically, unless you see gameplay, you don't think it happens. So my thing is, how much gameplay do you need a full on two and a half, three minute trailer of gameplay? Do you need, uh, you know, a, like either a two minute trailer that has like 30 seconds to a minute of gameplay? Like what? What would change your mind from it's coming out March 2023 to, okay, I can see it coming out late 2022? Yeah, so a two-minute gameplay trailer would, would give me confidence that it's going to come out early 2023. But if I, if I were wanted to, if I wanted to say that it's going to come out late 2022, I would have to see like a full-blown 10-minute, you know, um, a 10-minute demo of uh, gameplay. Do you think a year in advance you're going to see a 10-minute demo? I see that like six months. I mean, we just, ahead we just of saw one in Horizon. <laughs> we just had it. Yeah, but Horizon. So technically, again, Horizon is a different story because that was actually targeted for this year, right? So if it was going to hit track like they thought it would, and they were still saying it, of course, up until recently that it would, and they still haven't officially announced that it's delayed, Horizon was roughly a few months out from release. Theoretically well, it's because my timetable is different. The entire time, I didn't think Horizon was coming out when they say they were when they when they say they did. I think it was until the pandemic. Mm. Well, I don't know. For me to believe it's coming out late 2022, Dead Space, late 2022, I would have to see like a 10 minute demo by the end of the year. <laughs> Man, not I, happening. I just don't. I just don't see. I just don't understand how uh, how <laughs> you think a year away they're gonna be like ten minutes. Here's ten minutes of the game. Most of that, most of the time, they're not even at putting the 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 story all the way together until uh, eight nine months ahead of time. Yeah, I know. So but that, I mean, that's that's what it takes for me. I am very pessimistic about when games. I expect every game to be delayed. That's why I'm. That's why I think the way I think. Man. Isaac, what what did they do to your soul to crush know, it so you know, hard? <laughs> you know, they after delay after I don't even get I try not to even get excited about games until about two weeks <laughs> from release. <laughs> like I don't even think of, when Red Dead Two because I was a big fan of Red Dead One. I beat that game like three or four times, and when Red Dead Two got announced, I was like, all right, just erase it from my mind. And then, you know, when when it's about, about release about two weeks away, that's when I start getting hyped for the games. Because <laughs> then it just feels like I'm waiting forever, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. You know what's one game that we've been waiting forever for? Diablo 4. Uh, but the guy who is directing that game is no longer at Activision Blizzard. We are going to Kotaku for this article. It's Ethan Gotch, and it is Jesse McCree, Diablo 4 director, no long at Activision Blizzard. By the way, those are two separate people. I uh, just wanted to make sure there you can't hear the comma that was in my voice. Uh, but going from the article, Diablo 4 game director Luis Barriga and lead designer Jesse McCree and World of Warcraft designer Jonathan LeCraft were let go from Blizzard on Wednesday, according to two sources with knowledge on the move to Kotaku. The news was delivered to development teams that day, but has not yet been officially announced. However, it did get an update later that night where they spoke to an EA Blizzard uh, 
spokesperson who said in an email, quote, we can confirm Luis Bariga, Jesse McCree, and Jonathan LeCraft are no longer with the company, they wrote. We have a deep, talented roster of developers already in place and new leaders have been assigned where appropriate. We are confident in our ability to continue progress, deliver amazing experiences to our players, and move forward to ensure a safe, productive work environment for all. Uh, one source who learned of the news that Activision Blizzard did not give a reason for the departures, but they come as the company reckons with the California lawsuit alleging widespread sexual harassment and discrimination at the Overwatch and Call of Duty publisher. Now, one thing, if you are a Blizzard fan, you may go, hmm, I kind of recognize one of those names. I wonder what it could be. Well, you would be right. Jesse McCree, he is the namesake for Overwatch's McCree in the game, the beloved cowboy fighter, and he most recently is a designer on Diablo 4, or was, I should say. Uh, and he's one of those several current and former Blizzard developers who appeared in an image of a BlizzCon 2013 Cosby suite obtained by Kotaku. The suite contained booze and a giant portrait of Bill Cosby and reportedly belonged to World of Warcraft developer Alex Afri. Afra Ziabi. I feel like I stumble on that one every time. There's more here. I do require, or, uh, urge you guys to go read it, but I do got to turn to you, Isaac. What do you think of the news? And also, I want to ask you as a follow-up, there has been from this a big push by a lot of people to rename McCree in Overwatch. Do you feel that should happen too? Um, I mean, as, as far as the... Activision side of things. I mean, there's nothing more we can say about, you know, the situation as long as, you know, just keep people accountable for what they did. Um, even in le leadership roles, even if they had nothing to do with it, you, you know, it happened under your watch. But like other than that, there's nothing more we can say there. As far as McCree's situation, I mean, that is a very iconic character for Overwatch. You know, it's it's not Tracer, right? Well, I mean, I don't know. She, McCree might be up there with Tracer in terms of, you know, iconic yeah. characters from that franchise. So it's it's a tough one. Um I don't think they changed the name, but... Yeah, I don't know if they changed the name, but I do know oh, yeah. that there was an article out. I don't have it linked in here, but in the Overwatch League, uh, two of the announcers, when McCree was picked in the game, avoided saying McCree's name and just called him the Cowboy the entire time. Mm. Uh, and a lot of fans did take notice of it and went on Twitter, you know, kind of saying that they noticed it and appreciated it, and the two announcers also threw likes uh, of course, acknowledged those tweets as well. Um, so there's been a big push, of course, to rename him. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting because it, oh, it seems like Overwatch League is doing a lot of things because they, you know, T-Mobile pulled out as a sponsor from the Overwatch League, and there was some there was some players or some team. I'm not sure what team they had, like you know, like a T-Mobile sponsor on their on their shirt, and like they they put tape over it, mm -hmm. which I was like, so Overwatch League is doing a lot <laughs> over there about the situation, but. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. I, I don't I, like I said. I don't think they changed McCree's name. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I under and I I feel like there's going to there has to be more changes coming because obviously, um, yeah. you're not going to just this is not going to end right here. Uh, and I also think you said T-Mobile pulled out. I I could be mistaken, but I think Kellogg also pulled out. I know that there was a couple of other that were looking at it. Um. And I'm not seeing where where else it could be, but I think I think Kellogg yeah. pulled out, if I remember correctly, as well. Um, yeah, there's just there's a lot more outside pressure coming now onto Activision Blizzard that I I think that they are going to have to make some more changes. Again, are they superficial changes and like not going to actually do anything inside? 
the the company structure maybe but i think they're kind of getting starting to have their their hand forced that they got to make some changes you know one of those being uh some of the one of the shareholder companies i don't remember what it was wrote a letter to uh the board and to ceo uh the ceo and basically said there needs to be changes or we are pulling our investment out of Activision. Now, how much does that company uh, invest in there? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure on that, but that is the way that you're going to make changes, right? We talked about it last week that the higher-ups aren't going to be changed. It's usually going to be the lower people. Well, unfortunately, or I shouldn't say unfortunately, but the one way to make those changes is with money, with the dollars. And if Activision Blizzard continues to get hit where the the money is coming from through sponsorships, through their stock prices, through potential shareholders pulling out. That's when we might see some of the changes that you and I have been talking about and that the uh, developers and the the workers themselves have been asking for and feeling like they've been ignored is through these measures. And one of those could be, of course, will Bobby Kotick, the CEO have to resign after all of these fallouts if there's enough pressure from shareholders. I don't think it happens, but hope it does. It's the it's the one avenue, the one way to make it happen, right? Is is through these these pushbacks. So that, that is probably one that I would be like, okay, you go shareholder because you know I I applaud the shareholders rightfully getting Bobby Kotick out. Yeah, um, but like yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it happens either. Yeah, uh, and one other thing uh, I do want to, I guess, ask you about is through, I guess, I guess the question that I want to ask is with the moves or the things that have been going on with the Overwatch League, with the advertisers pulling out, how much do you think that's going to end up actually hurting the Overwatch League moving forward because the overwatch league i know is a popular league right but it is not at the same level as you know like league of legends for instance and there's already been you know from in the past some teams dropping whole rosters and you know players dropping out things of that nature what where do you see overwatch league going as this continues to play out if more and more sponsors continue to contemplate pulling out it's hard for me to say because I don't follow that league that much. Mm-hmm. Um, to, but I mean, spo- sponsors leaving always hurts, right? That that's that's where you right, that's where these leagues make their money. Um, they also signed an exclusive deal to YouTube, which I feel like it hurt hurt them overall as a league. You know, instead of staying on Twitch, um, so they, I, they're in a weird spot too because also Overwatch Two is coming out and people are losing their jobs because the roster size dropped by one. Yeah, so it's not it's it's going to be a five on five instead of a 6v6 so i mean that league you know i would say it's pretty you know in i don't want to say danger yet but you know it's it's a bad situation right now with everything that's going on and you know you combine all these things together um yeah they're they're in a very fragile spot right now yeah that's kind of where i was thinking too so i just wanted to see if uh you you were in the same mindset as me um switching gears we're going to be talking a little bit about xbox announcing what they're doing for gamescom 2021 so we're going to xbox.com or news.x 
xbox.com for this uh, and this is coming from sandra odak the communications lead for xbox and it says join us for the gamescom 2021 xbox stream and more later this month august is always a very special time for us at team xbox this time of the year we would normally be packing our stuff and meeting our friends and fans and community in cologne germany at gamescom this year however gamescom will be 100 percent virtual experience just like it was last year uh, that you can tune into from all around the world the good news is that xbox will be at gamescom Com 2021, and you can join uh, join with us from your very own front row seat as we share the latest updates and gameplay for some of the biggest games coming soon to Xbox. Um, so first off, the details essentially are Xbox is going to be holding its own stream that's going to be hosted by Paris Lilly and Kate Yeager, uh, Yeager I should say, join on August 24th at 12 p.m. Central. Uh, and they're going to be talking about uh, in depth of the previously announced Xbox Game Studio titles, along with some of the third party partners, including some of the incredible titles coming to Xbox this holiday, upcoming releases to our monthly subscription service, Xbox Game Pass and more. And then Gamescom open opening night live, which was actually pretty well done last year. Hopefully it, it continues to improve. Uh, this is a virtual gathering for the largest annual gaming event in Europe where Jeff uh, Keeley will again be hosting it. And that's going to be on August 25th at 1. Yeah, 1 p.m. Central. I'm just trying to make sure that I can do my time zone uh <laughs> changes in my head as quickly as possible uh and then bethesda germany is going to end up having a live stream as well over the several day uh several days and they're going to start on august 26th uh creep how excited are you for all this uh i mean i'm excited um i don't think there's going to be any new announcements i think they've said right that there's not going to be any new at, at least at their stream you remember okay. Gamescom Gamescom themselves right, right. always ends up having some sort of announcements and there could be some there but they were saying at their stream on the day before on the 24th that they're going to just be doing in-depth updates from to previously announced Xbox Game Studio titles and some of the third-party partners and basically it looks like things that are going to be coming to Xbox and Xbox Game Pass. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, conference is always fun for me. Uh, I always, you know, uh, like having con watch like having to be able to watch conferences for cool announcements. Hopefully there's some cool stuff here. Um, I expect Halo, right? Halo and Forza to be there. Um, one thing I've been thinking of, you know, do, do you think they release Halo multiplayer first and then later on drop the campaign? You know, I've I think we even had this discussion before, and I've thought long and hard about this. I feel like that's the best way to go about it. If the right. multiplayer is ready to go, and especially since that's already free to play, throw it out there. Get people excited. Get people going. And then, like you said, all of a sudden, you could even shadow drop it, you know, being like, hey, we're going to have an announcement tomorrow, and then being like, Halo's, you know, campaign is out today. People would be so excited. Like, they'd go instantly, you would see from the servers of Halo Infinite if it is indeed good which i the assessment from the the flight test recently sounded like a lot of people enjoyed their time with it um that would just be a, a great build up for to it so i hope so but yeah i kind of feel like they're still i guess they're still wanting to release them both at the same time which makes sense because yeah. it's the completed game right but right yeah yeah i mean halo's always felt like a an all-around package right like you got you got the campaign you got the multiplayer 
Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe they feel like they want to do that. But, you know, hopefully we get some kind of release date, you know, either of the complete game or the, you know, just the multiplayer. Um, but other than that, you know, De uh, Bungie is also having a a Vidoc released on this date on the 24th. Yes. And rumor has it that there's a Halo slash Destiny collab going on. So Ooh. maybe we see some, some, some of that stuff. Who knows? You know, um, maybe some Elden Ring. You know, that'd be exciting as well. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm always excited for conferences. Uh, yeah, hope you get a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Gamescom opening night live because there there could be some great announcements there. Now, granted, I will say for historical purposes, Gamescom usually didn't come with any major announcements or huge things. So I do still temper expectations to Gamescom. But last year was pretty it was pretty well done. Still I don't remember or recall having like a jaw dropping, oh crap, you know, moment from Gamescom. But there there were still some good things there. So I'm hoping that it's it's improved this year. Um I I think for Xbox's stream, we're not gonna get any major announcements, but I could see us getting if it's if it is ready, I could see us getting a release date at at Xbox's thing because it is linked to Gamescom. It's a big conference in that nature. I could see that uh, okay, getting a release for, date for Halo. Yeah, for for Halo. Okay. I could because okay. again, it's an update. You know, updates to incredible titles coming to Xbox this holiday. There's a chance that yeah. Halo is is that update and it is going to be a yeah. definitive date. And who knows? Yeah. Maybe it'll be the day that I said for our uh, our uh, E3 predictions. Which I actually don't even remember what it was now. I think I Did said you November twelfth. Yeah, we were we were so yeah, bad. I think I, I said I think mind. I said November twelfth, if I remember correctly, was when I okay. said Halo is coming out. I could I could be wrong. I'll have to go back and look at the article that I or the, the notes that I wrote, but okay. yeah. Let me ask you, uh it's weird that we haven't seen Call of Duty yet, right? It's it's supposed to usually it comes weird. out one November and it's and it could possibly be because with whatever's going on with Activision, but even before all this Activision stuff happened. I felt like we had our, we should have already seen Call of Duty. So do you think, because I think Activision is going to be there. Let me double check what publisher is going to be there. Uh, yeah, Activision is supposed to be at Gamescom and in some some form mm -hmm. off a quick Google search. So do you think we see Call of Duty? Oh, With this lawsuit, it's so hard, honestly. Right, yeah. The lawsuit really throws a wrench into it because, uh, again, reportedly, right? It's not, never was confirmed, but reportedly uh, we were supposed to get a showing and a release date uh, at the beginning of August or like right right when the lawsuit came out. It was like the next week we were supposed to get something oh, for okay. for Call of Duty and they withheld everything because of, um, you know, the lawsuit. And it wouldn't have yeah. been a good idea to be like, hey, here's this yeah. lawsuit and here's Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> yeah. So That's fresh in everybody's mind. Yeah. So how much. Like, how much do they feel they're ready to reveal it at Gamescom? Gamescom is in two weeks. So, I don't know. You know, I will say yes. I'm going to say yes for the simple fact we were supposed to already get it. That maybe they pivoted and felt like the moves that they've been making with releasing some of the people having the president step down is enough to get people ready to go into Call of Duty phase. But uh, if not, boy, uh, it's got to be early September. Yeah. Like, it's got to be very soon. 
It's got to be. I know we're running long. I know we're running long, but let me quick, quick follow up. Is this the best chance Battlefield has to overtake Call of Duty? This year, yes, <laughs> they have all the all right. they have all the the momentum behind momentum. them, and they don't have a lawsuit on it's their like, head. It's like a perfect storm for Battlefield. Yes, if Battlefield doesn't over, I shouldn't say if it doesn't overtake it. It's like that's really telling, but I think it's yeah. one of those like this is as good as a chance they'll ever have, you yeah. know. And uh, yeah. so hopefully we'll see. Uh, we're going to end up dropping the next article. I'm going to just kind of pass it along real quick uh, because we are running very long. Uh, but South Park uh, got a new deal, and it's going to include 14 movies and a new game and more stuff. The new uh, series is uh, basically the South Park series is signed through its 30th season, which would go into 2027. Um, and on top of it, again, there's going to be 14 movies, which are going to be some of them coming up later this year for uh, – I think what is it? Paramount Plus is the is the Viacom streaming service. Yeah, Paramount Plus, and a new game is being in development, and it's actually being developed in house by South Park Studios. Uh, whereas the last two, The Stick of Truth and The Fractured But Whole, were developed by Obsidian and Ubisoft. So, who's to say that they're not still helping with it? And who's to say Ubisoft doesn't publish it still? But a new South Park game coming. Uh, real quickly, excited. I played a lot of the Stick to Truth. Uh, I didn't beat it, but I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I mean, it, those are good games. Yeah, we don't know if it's the same type of game, but they're very, very capable. I, I believe they're capable. When I Googled it, it wasn't just purely Obsidian. It, South Park Studios also kind of like helped. I don't know to what degree, but so I'm pretty sure they're capable of making a good game. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. I loved the Stick of Truth and the Fractured Butthole beat both of them. Um, so yeah, more uh, more South Park games is totally cool with me. Uh, but we don't know when that's coming out, but we do know what's coming out next week, and I'm going to go through these rapid fire. So Friday, Hades, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and that's coming to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Paw Patrol, the movie Adventure City Calls, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Scrap Guarded for Switch. Witch Spring 3 Refine, the story of Irudia coming to Switch. On Monday, August 16th, Road 96 for Switch and PC. Tuesday, August 17th, Greek Memories of Azure, PS5, Xbox Series, Switch, PC. Humankind for PC. Marvel's Avengers War for Wakanda D DLC, uh, and this is free if I remember correctly, for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC. Pile up, box by box, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. On Wednesday, August 18th, Mortal Shell, the Virtuous Cycle DLC for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. Thursday, August 19th, recompile for PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. Rims Racing, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC. The Veil, Shadow of the Crown, Xbox One, and PC. 12 minutes for Xbox Series, Xbox One, PC, and that's coming to Game Pass. And on Friday, August 20th, Madden 22, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC. As well as The Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut for PS5 and PS4. Isaac, you excited for any of these? All right. I was muted. I was gonna... <laughs> Everybody go play Hades. That's a fantastic game. It's on Game Pass. But the other one, uh, 12 minutes. And I think you you're 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 looking into this one too, right? 12 yes. minutes. Um, I knew I was looking it up earlier or, or not earlier, uh, yesterday. I knew Willem Dafoe was in it. I did not know Daisy Ridley, Daisy Ridley and James McAvoy were in it as well. So that's very exciting. Yeah, those um, though their additions got announced. I think it was at E3. I didn't know that they were in it until I think it was E3 weekend as well. Okay. 
so I'm really excited for 12 minutes. Um, and yeah, there's a, some other cool stuff in here. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, me, me, uh, I'm right there with you on 12 minutes. Road 96, I've been, I have this on my Steam wish list for a while. It looks a lot of fun. Uh, so hopefully that ends up being well received. Uh, and then Ghost of Tsushima, I talked about it already. Uh, I'm really excited to pick it up. And you know what? Like, I, I can't help it. Uh, but I, I'm looking forward to Madden 22. I just, Really, I I used to love Madden games. I think I talked about it before on the podcast. Maybe I haven't, but I used to be really big into it. I've won a couple of Madden tournaments uh, in there in the years past uh, be with how much I used to play. Um, I've really fallen off of the game over the, the most recent years. Um, I re-picked it up for Madden 20 because of Kevin Hart's blah, 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 blah Madden uh, commercial that shit got me like <laughs> to go buy that damn game uh enjoyed it but fell off of it again madden 22 bears getting justin fields i'm excited i feel like i want to pick it up again just to, just to play with him just gotta see this is the problem man I, look i'm with you but on the fifa side i used to be a i used to buy fifa every, every year but you know i was like the, the cycle has to stop and i you know i gotta put my foot down so i stopped buying fifa you are the problem jeremy I'm the problem, I know. And I'm right there with you. I used to buy FIFA all the time too. I haven't bought a FIFA since uh twenty eighteen, I think it was. But uh yeah, I'm right I'm right there with you. I love the FIFA games too. And I'm I won't lie, I'm kind of tempted to pick up FIFA twenty twenty two when it comes out. But uh yeah, that's all the games. I know we're heavy, really heavy on this episode. So thank you guys for sticking around for this episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy. This has been Texas's Most Wanted, Isaac Campos, and we really enjoy bringing this to you. Stay hydrated, stay healthy, stay safe, and as always, keep on gaming. We'll see you guys on the next episode. If you buy FIFA 22, I'll pick it up too. <laughs>